Oh, boy, we made it to a second half here on Main Street Sports Today. Reaction Monday will be joined by the one and only George Plaster coming up in just a little bit, so stay tuned for that. Uh, he'll have a very personal take on what the Preds are doing with the ownership and, and other things going on there. Uh, also, we've got, uh, let's see, what do we got? Oh, yeah, the Stanley Cup Final. We'll talk a little bit of that and other things um, as well. Our Daily Braves set, we want to get right into that. Uh, once again, the Hall of Famer in his coral coral shirt, uh, Mo Patton and the Sundrop Kid, back from Alabama, survived um, <laughs> going out and karaoke, always a thrill. Uh, and keeping tabs, by the way, uh, on Stanford Auburn. We'll keep you up to date on that as well. Gentlemen, second half. Welcome back. Auburn in the top of the sixth. Bases loaded, one out. Infield fly rule in effect. If you are. <laughs> if, if you are keeping score at home. Uh, or umpiring at home. Um, Mo, the Atlanta Braves streak ended. Finally, and so did the Chicago Cubs. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, that wasn't a streak as we were advised last night, uh, last week. That was a skid because oh, when you're losing, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're skidding. You're skidding. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to to end your 14 game win streak by ending a 10 game losing skid. It's it's a little tough to take, but I mean, it was a one nothing ball game. Charlie Morton probably fancy. had his best start of the year and we just couldn't score i mean the wind was blowing in which like is I always said, a, a uh you know something that you may have to deal with when you go to wrigley and you know for for all the home runs that we hit over the course of that streak you couldn't get one through that wind and hit some balls hard had a couple that would have been out just about anywhere, anywhere else yeah <laughs> at any Except other time. yellowstone you know yeah but it just you know, the first two games just, just weren't the Braves' day. You know, it's it's frustrating but when it's against a team that has not had any more success than the Cubs had had to that point. But, again, they drive Mercedes, too. But the positive is you got good stuff out of Charlie Morton. Mm -hmm. So you hope that that's, you know, maybe he's coming around a little bit. You know, we, we talked about that early in the year with, with Ian Anderson, how he struggled a little bit to start, and then once he kind of got – his six and two thirds yesterday. Yeah. I mean, Ian Anderson is now, you know, keeping you alive. Spencer Strider's pitching really well. Uh, obviously, Kyle Wright has done everything Kyle Wright can do. He, he struggled a little bit, but and Mike Soroka is coming. It's coming. <laughs> He's on the other side. Yeah. So, so he, you got to feel good about where you are if, if you're the Braves right now. They're 14 and two in the month of June. Got the Giants coming in at home, so you you at least get that. I think the number I heard was they played twenty nine games against non winning teams, and they went twenty one and eight. That's what you're supposed to do, exactly. Ooh, yeah, that's that is what you're supposed to. If if you can if you can win two thirds out of four or three fourths yeah. of those games, you've done exactly what you're supposed to. And that's exactly what they did. They won three of three or four. Yeah. So so uh, good. You, you have to be happy with them taking care of business. As we talked about before this month started, we said you got to take care of these teams, and they have. So I'm not struggling. Uh, the Mets know they're there. The, the Mets – and here's the thing is 
You say what you want to, but the here we go again mentality is real. And it's a problem if you're the team that always has to think, here we go again. At some point you break it, but But I don't. Until you do, you don't. It's tough. It's tough to get through the here we go again. So asking a UT fan. No kidding. <laughs> uh, San Francisco tonight, 6.30. It's the first of a seven-game homestand, four against the Giants, three this weekend against the Dodgers, who will be without Mookie Betts. Ooh, that's unfortunate. Which uh, is a double-edged sword for us because, clearly, I saw him play in high school. Uh, I'm probably as big a Mookie Betts fan as I can be of anybody who doesn't play for Atlanta, but at the same time, you're either with us or you're against us. So, <laughs> well, and, and the Stripers are in town this week. They're they're in starting town tomorrow night. Starting tomorrow night against the Nashville Sounds. So a lot of a lot of Braves flavor going on this week, and including Drew Waters, who will be in town. And one of the questions I had, and this is a deep, deep discussion that we have no time to get into, mm-hmm. but just ponder this for a moment, and maybe we ask George if we have some time. Is Drew Waters trade bait at this point? Absolutely. I, I mean, Michael, can you play him in left? You could play him in left, but right now, I mean, you've got Deval- – are you talking about for this year? I'm talking about in, next year, next couple of years. Is he the left fielder of the future? Would you rather have him, Harris, and Acuna in the outfield rather than trying to go get somebody else? Would you at least like to try him? At left field? I just feel like with the window that this team has right now, you've worked one rookie in, and he's here to stay. Yeah, he's. Uh, this is what I'm saying. He's absolutely the know guy. if you can live and die with another rookie, though. I think. I Especially think if, now that Adam Duvall has found his way. Yeah. So I, I, I think if they do something else in left, it's got to be a veteran. I don't think it's Drew Watts. Well, and if you're not going to bring him up, might as well move. Find somebody, find something to get for him because right now you got to have a second baseman. Do you? Uh, you got to have somebody to back up Arcia because right now you've got Gossip. a couple. You got a couple of guys who are iffy at best. I don't. I. I don't know why you can't play Arcia like you would have played Albies, other than the fact that he's not. Do a you need hitter. a? Do you need a fourth outfielder? Because Ozuna's not it. No, no, no. He's your DH. Could you could you bring Drew Waters up right now? You, no, you can't because he needs to play. Yes, so yeah. Let's take interesting a, stuff. Let's take a trip back in time <laughs> and talk about the Auburn pitching coach. Auburn <laughs> pitching coach Tim Hudson on June twentieth, two thousand eleven, before he became the Auburn pitching coach. Tim Hudson pitched eight scoreless innings and launches a seven inning rocket. You know he played outfield at Auburn as well. I did know that. Into the left field stands off Ricky Romero, driving in the game's only two runs as the Braves beat the visiting Blue Jays 2-0. Hudson retires 20 straight batters before Mike McCoy draws a walk to lead off the ninth, and Yunel Escobar follows with an infield single. Craig Kimbrell then steps in to strike out the next three batters to end the game and earn his 20th save. A lot of two O's in there. A lot of twos. The the 20th day in 2011, won 2-0, 
20 straight batters, 20th 20 save. save. Yep. That's a lot of two and a Yeah, it would have been a good day to put something on, <laughs> something with 20, huh? <laughs> Ain't no doubt. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. As Auburn has scored a run, they still have the bases loaded, still one out in the top of the sixth, and Tigers threatening here. Big time. We'll talk to George Splash on the other side of the break. Stick around Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, is back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931 388 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow alongside Mo Patton, J.P. Plant, as the Auburn Tigers have now taken a lead on a bases-clearing double there with an exit velo of 103 off the top of the left center fence. Auburn now leads Stanford 4-2 in the top of the sixth. So, look out, SEC. SEC. I'd probably get tired of that chant in Omaha here before long. Oh, gosh. No kidding. As we end our Braves segment, and there's no no question we're we're going to, at some point in this yeah, segment, yeah, the we, Braves we, segment we, will continue. We have not ended our Braves segment. No, no we have not. <laughs> because we have the godfather himself, George Plaster. Joining us now, we're going to talk a little bit about the Preds, but uh, George, we salvaged one yesterday. Yeah, and they needed to. Um, 
they had run into some stuff Friday and Saturday. The wind was blowing in at Wrigley and some balls that probably would have gotten out didn't. And, uh, you know what? That's off to the Cubs. Yeah. I mean, a team that had lost 10 straight coming in there, they found a way to get a couple from the hottest team in baseball. And like you said, you just got to tip your hat to them. And, and thank goodness for Ian Anderson. And thank goodness the offense kind of thawed out a little bit yesterday for a, a 6 nothing victory to, to try to get a little momentum as you come home for seven. It's funny you said thawed out because I have a friend who was at the game and was like, I did not expect to be freezing in mid-June at a baseball game. At Wrigley? That was not my... Were they under the roof? They were under the roof. There you go. Because I I, I, told, I went to a game in August, um, first cool. time I'd been to Wrigley, and if you're under the roof in that wind off Lake Michigan, it's not fun. I will... Uh, that, that was probably as close as I've ever come to leaving a game before it was over. <laughs> oh, Wow. George, I've left a few before they were over. Yes, you have, <laughs> famously, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's going to be tough to live down, George. You know, Mo. A uh, couple of days later, I asked my dad. I, I said something complaining about, you know, why am I catching all this crap? And my dad was still alive at the time, and he said, the fact that anybody cares where you go or when you go. You ought to thank your lucky stars that anybody even cares. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Your dad, I've always remembered that. Your, your dad keeping you grounded, huh? Oh, my goodness. I miss him. Uh, sure thought about him some yesterday on Father's Day. George, as, as Chris was saying, wanted to kind of talk to you, catch up with you during the final game of the NBA Finals on Thursday night. Word started to trickle out about a upcoming change in the Nashville Predators ownership, and you know we discussed it a little on Friday. We had Steve Lehman and and Joe Rexrode both on the show, but uh, as this starts to to develop, and as the Predators finally put something out, I think Friday evening regarding the situation, you know, what's your read on that? First of all. I know that Herb Fritch had had some health concerns a couple of years ago, and he had become, I guess, I think they use the word governor, the lead owner, if you will. And my guess is that he started kind of looking around. Um, I guess maybe I should have caught this a few months ago because at the Pecorine retirement luncheon, I went up to talk to Herb, and uh, Haslam, who I've never met, um, was sitting next to him. And, you know, I now have a pretty good idea that this had been going on for a good while, and they were able to keep it quiet. Um, hats off to them for, for being able to pull that off. I don't pretend to know what Sportico is, but, um, you know, they, they got part of the story correct. Um, you know, they had a few little numbers errors. Uh, this group paid $192 million to buy it, and the Preds don't average 18-4 per game. Uh, they've, you know, the, the place holds 17. 
but they got the the meat and potatoes of it right. That hey, something George, was going on, George. Yeah, never let the facts stand in the way of a good story. You know, I've used that before, <laughs> Mo, and that's touche. Well done. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, you know, I my my first thought is this got a totally different feel than 15 years ago. Uh, I knew the minute I the minute I got wind of that story 15 years ago, I knew we were in trouble, that there was a real shot that a Canadian, you know, wasn't coming down here to fall in love with Nashville. And of course, two days later, a woman called me on the show and I went absolutely berserk and just said, you know, let's drive the tears and realize we're at war to keep this team. And a day later, you know, I committed to, something I had no clue what I was getting into, but it turned out to be one of the most rewarding things I've ever been involved in. Well, that, that, you know, for those who may be new and don't know, the, the Nashville Predators were not necessarily up for sale, but they were on the verge of being sold. Uh, in kind the, of a hostile takeover, if you will. In the mid-2000s, and uh, George Plaster led for all intents and purposes, led the charge to save the Nashville Predators. And thank God he did because that, again, they have been such an integral part of the, uh, I guess, the the city becoming the it city it, it is for the last five to seven years. Of that Stanley Cup run was just, uh, I mean, it was such a, a vital part of the fabric of this city at this point. And so, you know, you don't feel like this one, this has anything, any inklings that of anything like that coming this time. So what you're saying is the Predators aren't moving to Cleveland. Don't, don't think so. You know, this guy's got very deep pockets. Mo, he probably travels in some different circles than you and I do because I read that he's worth something like $2.5 billion. The, the story of how that group cobbled together $192 million is a is a 30 for 30 kind of story. Uh, Ralph Schultz, who runs the chamber, he's never quite said this to me, but I think he is the one ultimately that put that whole group together um, because they didn't know each other. They all had sort of a common interest of trying to do something good for the city. And I've always believed that if that team had left, the arena would have become a white elephant. And some of the things that, you know, some of downtown's growth, I don't think uh, would have happened had that not gone on. And, uh, you know, that, that group deserves so much credit for stepping up and uh, whatever Ralph's role was in putting them together, man, kudos to him as well. You know, I, it is for anyone who's been in the the sports world and understands the Haslam name and sports ownership. This this has to feel different than you know what jimmy has done necessarily in cleveland you 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 don't feel like this is going to be a a negative for the predators or 
uh, this organization. But does this have some sort of effect on the front office staff in the near future? I don't think so. Um, you know that it, I, I'm guessing you're referring to Sean Henry. Um, I mean, I would assume that uh, that Haslam has looked around and realized that under Sean's leadership, and before that, Sean and uh, and um, I can't think of him now. Jeff, uh, um, help me here, Mo. I, I'm I'm you, forgetting a name. This you is, you uh, got me. Um, <laughs> Um, I'll think of it in a minute. Anyway, mm -hmm. when those two were hired, Jeff Kogan and Sean Henry, I believe they were the missing piece that took that franchise from the 12, 13, 14,000 a game up to where it's been in recent years, which is a lot closer to, to sellouts every night. I can't imagine that, uh, you know, he would want that to go away. Uh, I, I would be absolutely shocked. I think, George, that the reference may not be as much to the Henry Kogan situation as to maybe the next rung down where you find your 72-year-old yeah. general manager who's been in place since the team's inception. Well, look, I'll never criticize the ownership group uh, because, number one, they made the art team Nashville group look good. They stepped up and ponied all the money. Now, if I had been part of that group, uh, I would have, you know, and I, I've gone on the record on this, I would have called David Poyle in before the trade deadline and said, where are we on Philip Forsberg? And the answer that I think I would have gotten would have required me to say, okay, you need to let Forsberg know that either this deal gets done by X date or we're moving him. We don't have the luxury to let him just walk. Well, they didn't do that. They've given him all the leverage. I hope I'm wrong. I think he's gone. Uh, I know the big rumor right now is Calgary, and I think you're going to see the fan base as irate as you have seen them in a long time and ultimately – I think what's going to happen is that Poyle gets kicked upstairs into sort of a Pat Riley, um, you know, kind of role like Riley has with the heat. And, um, you know, that's just part of being a general manager. David Poyle is a wonderful human being. They don't get any better, any finer than him. But the truth of it is he hasn't had a very good three years and a lot of what ails them right now he's responsible for. And if, if Forsberg leaves and I hope I'm wrong, but I think he's going to, then I think they've got to kick Poyle upstairs. And wasn't there something over the weekend, George, about Barry Trotz per possibly coming back in some sort of front office capacity? Yeah. I mean, I hear that a lot. Uh, Trotz has bought a house here that, that got out. I think, uh, I want to say it was the Nashville Post that who has that it though here in the last. <laughs> yeah, everybody's well, got a house in Nashville. Here's the yeah. thing: I don't doubt that that Barry Trotz has gotten tired of of the way he's been treated. Guy went mm -hmm. to Stanley Cup in Washington, 
and, you know, was treated like some sort of a disease. Uh, then he goes to the Islanders where he didn't do a half bad job up there. And, you know, in the final year of it, they part ways. They, you know, they, they fire him. I don't blame him for wanting a little more security than that. And right now, that might not be a bad move for this franchise. Now, I think it would lead to a lot of the first time, you know, things don't go well is John Hines looking over his shoulder. 100%. (laughs) At maybe Barry Trotz becoming the coach. I don't know. I know that he was incredibly popular when he was here. It's hard not to like Barry Trotz. If you don't like him, you're probably the issue, not him. And the other thing was, you know, he's a pretty darn good coach. That's the thing. Of course, you know, having a lot of nice guys hmm. isn't always the best thing, but it does seem to it does seem to be an issue here in Nashville sometimes. But uh, it's interesting. I, I I I think Barry would be a fantastic addition to the organization, no matter what capacity he's in. Uh, the guy's a great hockey mind, and I think he would certainly be a a, a great asset to this uh, franchise. So if he's here in Nashville and we're not trying to get him somewhere, we're doing something wrong. But uh, Here's what we don't know is, does this thing that went, you know, looks like it went down late last week, does that hinder that possibility? Does it help it? Does it hinder the Forsberg thing? Does it help it? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't pretend to know, but I do know this. If Forsberg stays, that's not the end of what has to happen. David Poyle had better have a really good summer of doing whatever it is he's doing because at the end of the season, it was obvious that they looked like the 16th team out of 16 that got in and they got swept and nobody's real happy about that and losing Forsberg I think all of a sudden people would start getting a lot more vocal about it I don't, I, okay and I get the frustration getting swept and all that but after watching this Colorado team literally just waltz through the playoffs I'm not real sure I, I, that that we can put a whole lot of uh, stock into that that sweep. I mean, this this Colorado team has looked like an absolute juggernaut. So there's Look, that. Nobody, Chris, nobody thought this team was going to win a Stanley Cup. Sure, but they, they they are within a final game at Arizona of of not Avoiding. having to deal with Colorado yeah. for a while. Sure, I, I understand. In all honesty, David Poyle saddled John Hines with a goaltender who at the end of the season couldn't stop a beach ball. That's true. And that's a big piece of this that you're going to start hearing more about if Forsberg walks. So far, it's been kind of muted because getting to the playoffs is an achievement. Um, but I think I think Forsberg, if he leaves – it will open up a fan discontent that you have not heard over there in a long time. Well, especially when you consider some of the folks that they've moved that that they didn't hang on to who were, you know, some fan favorites, fan PK favorites, and Subban. Uh, bingo. I mean, I mean, yeah, the PK 
especially again, Calgary. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating. It really is. So anyway. Yeah. I mean, look, it hadn't been a real good two or three years for David and, and general managers, you know, if you're in it long enough, some of this is going to happen. Sure. But, but it, it can't happen it, at as much as right. it has. And it, it's reached a point where I think I kind of believe that if Forsberg leaves, that David Poyle will not be the general manager much longer. I also think that if Did that had Peter Forsberg or Philip, you know, Forsberg is all we need, but uh, <laughs> it's yeah. funny. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, we did. We did. Uh, if Matt Duchesne doesn't have the year he had this year, he David Poyle would have been going well already. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, I mean, there there was certainly a revival there, and UC was tremendous. Right. Let, let me also say this. Hines overworked UC Sorrow yes. badly. Mm. We all know oh. that. But part of the reason – May well have been. He didn't have anywhere Poyle, else to go. David Poyle. Well, Poyle didn't have him signed to a deal, and he may well have thought he was coaching for his professional life. I, I don't know. And he uh, was. I, I thought that maybe he was, he maybe he wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't understand why, um, because I think he coached scared at the end. He, he clearly overworked. UC Soros, everybody knew it. But, you know, if I'm Poyle, I would have called him in at some point and said, you know, I don't want to tell you how to coach, but what are you doing? And Hines would have been wealth in his rights to say, well, you know what? I don't have a contract next year. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, so, 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 I'm not, there? So, so I don't even know that Paul had a basis to have that conversation. Right. He didn't. So it's a that that is that is interesting. That that is that is a a side of it that we really haven't de, you know dove into mm-hmm. on this. But you're right, George. I, I think you know a lot of the pre of, of the predators' issues, especially late, probably extend to the front office rather than the bench. That's yeah. Tough. And look, I. I just don't think that it had to be as bad as it turned out at the end. Um, Because I think, you know, you had a coach who I think probably felt like, you know, I got to win. I've got to win now. And so he badly overused UC Soros Mm -hmm. and Riddick. And maybe not to, you know, maybe it's not his fault the way he was used. But at the end, Riddick couldn't stop a beach ball. Right. Y'all remember a, a thing against St. Louis here that got way out of hand where they yeah. scored, I don't know, seven goals in the second period. And, you know, you could kind of look around and say, this ship is sinking. And, you know, with Soros hurt, they had a goaltender who had no confidence, who had been used in a really erratic manner. I did. I brought this up on the air one day that why isn't Poyle having this conversation? And if he is, is Hines telling him, because you don't have me signed to a contract. What am I supposed to do? Absolutely nothing. You do, you've done what you, you've done what you what you can. So, George, we appreciate it. We uh, 
We're going to take a quick break here, but uh, thank you for taking some time with us and shedding some light. And uh, we'll, we, won't, we won't pack the Mayflower trucks for Cleveland just yet. We need to remind folks, though, before we let George go. What is it? Three weeks? June July 11th. 11th. Yeah, July 11th. Four o'clock. The George Plaster Show debuts on these same airwaves, or, so to speak. Yeah, or, or digital waves or whatever the, waves they the, might the be. The interwebs. That's yeah. right. So um, be yeah. sure and check that out. Hey. But again. Hey, Mo, before that happens, there are a couple of uh, little Braves trips scheduled. <laughs> of course there are. Yeah. Well, we will be looking One for this Friday night. We'll, we will be looking for your uh, firsthand uh, reports on at George Plaster TN on Twitter. I'll be, yeah, exactly. There'll be some stupid video from the top of Truist Park. Well, we like your videos, and I want that Birmingham Stallion shirt if you don't. You know, I gave it to the usher. That, what are uh, you doing? You actually, uh, yeah. This guy. I gave it to the usher that filmed it for It's us. almost like you don't even know me, George. <laughs> ah, it's all right. I'll, I'll get over it. I'll live. I'm going to Canton. <laughs> we'll see you later. Do your best. Appreciate it. All right, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about something. I mean, we got <laughs> like three minutes left, so we'll quickly get to something. We'll wrap it up. We will wrap it up yeah. after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. 
All right, final segment here. Got a couple minutes left. Wanted to, uh, we just mentioned the av- the Avalanche waltzing through the Stanley Cup thus far, but but this is not the first time the Lightning have gotten drubbed in a uh, in a playoff game and not and then come back home and gotten on the right track because they got drubbed up in New York against the Rangers, came back home, righted the ship and took that momentum all the way to the Stanley cup final. Now I'm not saying that, that that's going to happen here because the avalanche are a far different and better team than Dude, New York. seven, seven, nothing leaves a mark. They got beat six, nothing in New York in game two. That's what I'm saying. This is not the first time they've gotten drubbed. I don't think the Rangers are the avalanche. No, that, and that's what I said. <laughs> I, I get that, but they're going back home and there's something about Tampa Bay that they like that it's kind of like playing in Nashville in 2017. They're still the champions too. And they're the two time I mean, they can they can lean heavily on that. To to your point, Mo, you're right. I mean, that can a lot of teams would fold mentally. But this um, one won't. I, I, I don't I agree with you, Chris. I, I don't think I don't think this series is, is far more because you know, game one, overtime. You know, I mean it's you know, we saw with the Preds, uh, Preds a different story, but you know they got drilled and came back and nearly won the next game. Um, apples and oranges, but but still, <laughs> I, I, I think apples and nuts. Thank you. Yeah, but, but yeah, I think this Tampa Bay team, I, I think they'll fight back. And um, yeah, have you seen the line? I have not. I'm curious. Uh, let, let's look it up because I, I I'm curious if I don't I don't Tampa know if might even be favored. I, yeah, I don't think that's seven. Goal output is going to affect, you know, what things. One and a half, Colorado. Really? I just think if Man. the Avs can split. I just bet, Tampa I just Bay, bet on Tampa Bay. I was going to say, I'd go for Tampa. <laughs> if Avs are. Right there, huh? You just did it, huh? Did. There you go. Wow. Um, I, I, if, if Colorado can split these next two games, they've got five and seven at home. I think it's a done deal. Oh, I think Colorado's probably going to end up winning this thing, but, you know, is it going to be a sweep? No, I don't think so. I I, I would be more surprised if Colorado continues to dominate. Because I, I think Tampa's too, they've got too much experience, uh, too much talent to just lay down. 100%. Uh, you know, I mean, they're the two-time defending champs. Yeah. Two-time champs. To beat a man, you got to beat the man. Uh-huh. As we just heard, John Cooper, <laughs> June 30th? July 31st. July 31st. Ric Flair Rick, Day in Nashville. Ric Flair Day in Nashville Flair as Day. his final match. Love it. Woo! Give me two claps and a Ric Flair. Uh, his final match will be here in Nashville under the Jim Cornette production. So that's right. Hey, Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette has the, has the most successful wrestling podcast on earth, and it is as entertaining as you might think it would be. It's You should listen. If you have any interest in old school wrestling, 70s, 80s, 90s, if you're not listening to the Jim Cornette podcast, you're missing out because it's, it's full of nuggets and stories and hilarity. And Conrad Thompson is a co-host on it. It's just it's phenomenal. So is, is Ric Flair the part of the SummerSlam? Is that right? No, that was last. Like, no. That was last. Okay. Slammiversary was last night. Okay. And tonight they're doing the TNA Impact. Gotcha. Uh, the, their Monday night show yeah. is being filmed at uh, 
the fairgrounds tonight. Fairgrounds, okay. This is a completely different thing. Okay, because the slam was at Nissan Stadium. Right? I'm a little concerned. Both that, at the fairgrounds. I'm a little concerned that you know this much about this. <laughs> I have a lot of friends on Twitter who are wrestling fans. He just came back from Alabama, Mo. I mean, he can't help it. Well, I, I, again, I have a lot of friends who who care about wrestling. But uh, and I did too back in the back in the late in the in the nineties, man. I was, it was my favorite thing. <laughs> Monday night, I had two TVs going. You know, I was watching when I was on the phone with my buddy talking about you know everything going on. Like it was it was a big deal. But uh, but yeah, so <laughs> Slammiversary was last did night. Did Sheamus win? No, I, I I do. He's a Nashville guy now. But is he is he in TNA? I thought he was a. I don't know. What whatever the see. Is is there not is there not a wrestling event happening at Nissan Stadium later this summer? Oh, Summer Summer Slam. Slam? Okay, yes. I'm talking different thing. That's time. WWE. Yeah, big time. That's man. WWE. Okay. Yeah. That hasn't happened yet. No. And Ric Flair is not going to be a part of that. No. Okay. That's what I was ultimately asking. Gotcha. My apologies. I didn't I didn't know you were going to go to the underground wrestling. It's not uh, the underground. This is the WCW of the day. This is number two. Okay, this is number two. The G League, my bad. This is this is a little bit bigger than than that. This is AAA. Let's calm down. This is AAA. Yes. And I repeat, this is a <laughs> a little bit bigger than than Let's Go Underground. This ain't like you know Lucha Underground or nothing. It's not in anybody's backyard or anything. No, like that. no. I mean they they they're, they're wrestling in in legit places and that yeah. Anyway, again, it, it kind of concerns me that you know this much about. And you yeah, you listen. I got, are we gonna need an intervention here or what? No, I, you know I I like that that we filter some of this into it. It's, I'm going. It's, I'm it's gonna go to are you? the Ric Flair thing if I can. Yeah. And we're gonna. I'm gonna try to have somebody on the show to talk a little bit about it because we have. I have contact with the uh, the promoter, and I think it's gonna be something unique for the city. Yeah. It's, it's Ric Flair's last match, sure. man. The fact that it's not in Charlotte is a that's impressive. <laughs> and I, I ran into him a couple of times in Charlotte. So I mean, just I didn't speak to him, but I mean, you know. It was oh. nothing to see Ric Flair. Right, yeah, at the bar. Yeah, mostly. at the bar or at, you know, <laughs> or, at, or at the Penguin, you know, a, an old staple burger joint. So, yeah, absolutely. Auburn, bottom of the seventh, up 6-2 to two on Stanford. See if they can hold off and uh, stay alive. So, we'll be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We'll, we'll, we'll of course, have Chip Walters, and we'll – talk about a little mtsu so all of that coming up tomorrow more omaha and much much omaha. so stick around uh for absolutely nothing after us for now for now, for now. that's right george blaster soon but until then for jp and mo i'm chris yow saying have a great day see you tomorrow